This morning I have a word for you. To me, it's, it has turned out to be one of the sweetest words, like sweeter than honey words, that I have had in many years of my life. I propose to you this morning that you will receive some kind of revelation of the Son of God Himself. Oh, that you sound almost like a finished church. Amen. Oh, my. I am declaring to you that through the Word of God, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is going to unfold the pages, dig below the surface just a little bit, enough to give you a fresh revelation of the Son of God, your Redeemer, your, your, the one who died and was buried and resurrected just for you. And at the same time, He's going to give you a revelation of your life. A revelation of how, whether you are in harmony or unison with Him, yea or nay. And then when we pray, He's going to help you come into unison. Are you hungry for it? Somebody could say, preach it, Brother Larry. Yes, hallelujah. I believe Jesus wants to speak to us today. And so most of you know that I'm still busy writing on my third book called The Pentecost Factor. And I wrote about this in my rough draft. And when I was going to Finland, uh, the Lord, I was asking the Lord, what do you want for a particular church in Rihamaki? And uh, the Lord says, they really need to be edified. I said, yes, I know they do. And he says, go into your rough draft and pull out this story. Debbie's going to read to you right now from Numbers chapter 10, verse 1 through 10. Maybe today. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself, and you shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. When they blew both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if they blow only once, then the leaders, the heads of the division of Israel, shall gather to you. When you sound the advance, the camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout the generations." When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Also on the day of your gladness in your appointed feast, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over the burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord, and I thank you for the holy writ that you have given to us and protected for us over all these years. But this morning, just as you breathed on those 40-plus authors and the one who wrote this so many thousands of years ago, I ask, in the name and through the blood, dear Lord Jesus, by your Holy Ghost, breathe on us 
just like you breathed on those authors. They understood what to write, and I pray when you breathe on us, we'll understood what they wrote about and how it's to be applied to our life in Jesus' name. I thank you. Amen. 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 You said, well, Brother Larry, you told us you was going to be used of the Lord this morning to give a revelation of the Christ. That's right. And some of you are trying to quick read between the lines and say, why in the world are you going to the Old Testament in types and shadows then to do that? I already have the, the, the real thing, Jesus, in my heart, so why would you go to the Old Testament prophetic scriptures and even to the books of the law? Well, dear friends, I'm here to propose to you that maybe if you have the spirit, spiritual ears on, maybe God will show you an aspect of the Christ that you haven't considered. Maybe it will help your life. Maybe you'll be able to go forward. Maybe you'll be able to know he's nearer. Maybe you'll know what he's looking for. Are you with me? Hallelujah. 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 Did you listen careful enough to realize that Deborah in the Word read that there were two silver trumpets? Uh-huh. Two silver trumpets. Why are there two? It says, you shall make two identical trumpets of hammered silver. In the Bible, dear friends, every time you hear of silver, it always speaks of redemption. And if silver is left in the furnace long enough, it can become very pure. I want to stop and tell you something about Jesus now. Oh, I want to tell you one more thing before I do that. Hammered silver. It means that silver was stressed and forced, and it gives a picture of beating, and it gives a picture of the silver becoming obedient. And it's a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ purchasing our redemption. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the redemption that you're enjoying right now didn't come easy. The redemption uh, that, that you're enjoying and the healing that you're knowing is because Jesus was beaten and he became obedient in order to purchase the salvation and redemption that you have and that you know right now. And I, I want to declare to you that, uh, that uh, I forgot what I was going to declare. Holy Spirit, we need, we need a focus now and help our minds to focus. Yes, okay. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. Thank you for giving spiritual ears this morning. Amen. Say, I have ears to hear. I can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I can hear what the Spirit is saying to me. I want to just give you a little bit uh, because the Holy Ghost brought it back to me. If you're going through a battle and you seem, it seems like much of your life is in the furnace, 
go ahead and stay there because the longer you're in the furnace, the purer you become. Because you're patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He learned uh, obedience through the suffering of the cross. So, so if you happen to be in a, a hard time right now and going through a battle, uh, yeah, I pray in Jesus' name the battle comes to an end, and He's not going to keep you in a battle all your life. This side said amen. What about you? You don't have to be in a major fight all your life. It comes a time when you need to learn how to rest because Jesus is a warrior, and he will pick up the sword and he will fight for you. Amen. And every time he fights, he wins. Amen. Hallelujah. So two silver trumpets, when they, when they sounded, it was like prophecy. Jesus the Redeemer will purchase your redemption at great cost to himself. Why didn't he just use one trumpet? to prophesy the same message. Because two trumpets are, are prophesying when the trumpets are blown, there is absolute, total, pure unison between the two trumpets. In fact, there is such perfect unison that you can't tell the difference between the two trumpets. John chapter 17, 21 says, and I pray, Father, that they, you, will be one just like you and I, Father, are one. Yes. Hallelujah. So Jesus' prayer was so that you would be so near, so much in unison with Jesus that when your fleshly trumpet and your life trumpet, your life message sounds the trumpet and Jesus sounds the Redeemer trumpet, you won't be able to tell the difference. He wants you to be so much like Him, you can't tell the difference between Him and, uh, him and you. That's not coming through to everybody. But Jesus wants you to be in unison, perfect unison with Him. Hallelujah. I have taken the liberty in this scripture because when I studied it, meditated on it, and prayed over it, I understood that I had technical liberty within the text to name the two trumpets. One trumpet is the, I have named the Redeemer. And the other trumpet is the Redeemed. Hallelujah. So you have a trumpet. And when you sound your trumpet, and when Jesus sounds his trumpet, it will be in unison. It needs to make the same tone. It needs to say the same thing. Your message needs to be what Jesus' message is. And listen, just for some of you who are looking for something to be critical, but we don't have anybody like that here. There's a difference between unison and harmony. Harmony is beautiful. Debbie and I used to travel with the quartet, and I love harmony. But in this case, the, what is really beautiful is not harmony. It's unison. Because the two trumpets 
or giving a sound to all the, all the redeemed. It's giving a sound. In fact, whether you realize it or not, your life message is a trumpet, and it's giving a sound to the unredeemed or the not yet redeemed. That's why your message and the sound of your trumpet needs to be just like the sound of the Redeemer's trumpet. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I don't want there to be a difference in the tone of my trumpet and the tone of the Redeemer's trumpet. I want to speak the same thing. I want my message to be His message. I want His message to be my message. Hallelujah. In these trumpets, there are five... That 3.30 is looking better all the time. There are five primary functions of the silver trumpet. Function number one of, of the two trumpets. Trumpets call a congregation to assemble. Don, you really missed it. You should have said amen. There's a lot of saints these days who don't want, us, don't want to assemble. Have you ever bought furniture from Ikea or other places like that and, and it always has uh, something in Japanese uh, 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 and it says uh, to be assembled or assembly required. Yeah. You bought something for children, toys, assembly required. Well, it's much like the church. When we get redeemed, assembly required. Hallelujah. We need to learn how to enjoy assembling. We need to learn how to enjoy coming together. We need to learn the purpose of coming together. We need to learn that uh, when Jesus blows the Redeemer trumpet, He's saying, Come on to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, assemble to me. I don't want to just minister to you at a distance. Come near to me, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Assemble to me. Uh, I would like to preach there a while. But, but I just want you to know that when Jesus blows the trumpet, we're a part of the gang, the congregation, the family who's hearing the Redeemer. We're hearing His heart, and He's saying, come on, come near. We have business to care for. We have ministry to do. The Redeemer knows that until the wounds of the congregation are healed, the kingdom of God is not going to make any great advancement. We need a manifestation of the silver trumpets in our, in our life and in our church and in, in the kingdom of God where you and I, our trumpet needs to sound like his trumpet. Hallelujah. When he blows the trumpet and the other trumpet blows with him, it, there's like there's an urgency in the air. And I believe that we're living in such a time. There's an urgency in the air. And thank you for that song this morning, I Want to Know Him More. That's what the blowing of the trumpet, that's how we respond to the trumpet. I want to know Him more. I want to know Him more. I surrender. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just say in straight human words, Let's learn how to come together 
in perfect unison. Let's learn how to hear the Redeemer trumpet. And let's learn how to sound our own trumpet. The second function of blowing of the trumpet is when it sounds, it's an indication for us to move forward. Well, about six of you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I believe that in our day, and even since uh, the turn of this year, 2017, there is a blowing of the trumpet, and the church needs to learn how to come into unison with the Redeemer, and the Lord has sounded the message, come on, my people, let's move forward. Let's go forward. Let's not get stuck back in our comfort zones. I know you love your comfort zone, but let's not get stuck there. I'd love to preach there a little bit, but but, uh, you see, why do we need to move? Why do we need to go to another camp? Why do we need to move the camp? Our question is not to ask why we should move. Our answer needs to be to comply. If the Redeemer says, let's move, let's move. But if you want to know why, take a million people in the desert sand, and one of the reasons you might move forward is just simply sanitary reasons. If you are going not always behind trees, but in the sand, you're covering up human waste, maybe it's just a matter of you can't hardly walk through the sand anymore. You don't know what you're going to step on. Maybe we just need to move out of where we have settled for so long and leave the waste behind and just go on and follow the Redeemer because he really does know best. Hallelujah. I see you don't like me preaching there. But when, if, if he sounds the trumpet for us to move, you know what that tells me? There's new lessons on the new campsite that we can't receive where we are. And as a people and as a church and as ministries, we need to learn how to move with God. And we need to learn how to move with each other orderly. Oh, I'd love to preach here too, brother. You're going to have to invite me back in about two years, I guess. Uh, New glory is coming at the new campsite. Hallelujah. God is working on our behalf because He knows if He leaves us in our comfort zone too long, many of us get bored. We're used to watching TV where one advertisement blinks off, another one is on. You don't hardly know that there was a change in product, but everything is fast moving and it's intense. And we come to church and we sit and we're quiet a little bit. We have a little prayer time. We wait on the Lord a little bit. And and we we don't know why we should move. We just kind of get in the rhythm of staying where we are but God is wanting to move us why because he knows in the comfort zone we get bored really quick and and I know that he's wanting to show us his leadership and by the way 
when, to be real technical, when the trumpet sounds, the Redeemer trumpet and the other one I call the Redeemed trumpet, it's really the leaders in the house who are sounding the trumpet. So if God is calling the church to go forward, he'll probably do it through the leaders. Well, yeah, about three or four of you can agree with that. Uh, this side maybe needs ears to hear yet. Uh-huh. Wow. What did they say? Oh, taking notes. <laughs> Just don't take notes of who said amen. The third blowing of the trumpet warns us to prepare for war. Oh, hello. Our Redeemer knows when danger is imminent. Our Redeemer knows the battles that we're facing. And He knows that most of us believers are ill-prepared for hand-to-hand combat. If I just talk about battles, you can say, Amen, brother, I believe it. Talk about hand-to-hand combat, where's the exit? I don't want to go there. But when he sounds the, the, uh, the sound to prepare for war, it's really saying, gather your weapons. And the second blowing, don't forget your armor. Just in case your weapons are lost or broken or you're not very skilled, I pray in Jesus' name that you hear this message this morning and when the, when the trumpet begins to sound and prepare us for war, that uh, tell us to prepare for war, that you will make your way to the armory really quick, get on your knees and say, Jesus, help me, give me some battle skills and teach me how to wield this sword properly and the shield and help me to get on my armor and not take it off. When the, when, when the trumpets blow the sound of, of preparing for war, God is actually speaking to us. He knows that in war you need more confidence. And he's, he's saying something like this when the trumpet is blowing. I want to impart faith for the battle. I want to impart skills in, with your weaponry. I want you to know that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to know that when you swing that sword and lift up that shield of faith, I'm causing your hand to be welded to the sword and I'm causing the weight of the shield. I'm lifting it with my angels. I'm camping round about you. My promises are always, yes, I will. Amen to the glory of God. I want to help you in this battle. Yes, I want you to fight, but I want you to know that I'm fighting with you. And if I fight with you, the battle is mine. The victory is yours. In verse 9, there's this, this nugget I can't just pass up. When, when it's time to prepare, he calls us to prepare for war, and he sounds the trumpet. It's written in verse 9. You will be remembered from before the Lord when you blow your trumpet. 
You see, you see, there's a lot of people, when it's time for war, they're saying, oh God, help me! Well, what they're doing is they're blowing their trumpet. The redeemed are blowing their trumpet. And the Lord is saying, when I hear you blow the trumpet, when the enemy is approaching, I want you to know you will be remembered before your enemies. And I will overcome your enemies. I will win for you. But I don't want to just send you out to try to win by yourself. I'm going to send you out and I'm going to fight with you and together I'm going to show how close to you I really am. Hallelujah. I like it. I like it. When he hears you cry, Oh God, help me. He's saying, You will be remembered and you will be saved from your enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fourth trumpet says, Come to unity through a solemn assembly. Some of you are thinking, well, Brother Larry, you could, you could have left this one out. I, I don't want to go to a prayer meeting. I don't want to fast and pray. Uh, but, but you see, the whole book of Joel is about this uh, fourth trumpet. Blow the trumpet in Zion! We need to blow the trumpet among believers and say, hey, listen, the prayer meeting is just as important, maybe more important than the Sunday morning meeting. And if you don't start coming to the prayer meeting, we're going to cancel our normal Sunday morning agenda and we're going to have a prayer meeting because it's time to call on the name of the Lord and have the presence of God come down and let His people individually and personally be connected with the Lord through prayer and fasting. You see, when, the reason we have prayer meetings is because before we go to war, uh, uh, and God knows our points of uh, determination, our hunger and, and our confidence, somehow we need to purge our flesh from our carnalities so that we can walk in the Spirit. That's one of the reasons we pray. That's one of the reasons we call on the name of the Lord. Our vessels must be clean. Hallelujah. By the way, repentance is always the pathway to Christ. Many of us don't know what the will of God is or we can't see the pathway. The, the pathway is always repentance toward Christ. Hallelujah. So, all of our impurities must be washed out so we can walk in unity. And there is such a thing as, as personal purity, and there's such a thing as corporate purity. And God wants us to be a people who have corporate cleansings as well as individual cleansings. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Christians... I, I just want to tell you, don't fool yourself. The church needs to hear these two trumpets in our day. By the way, I, I just have to tell you about the one about the, uh, the, the sound about blowing the trumpet when, when uh, 
preparing for war. Right now, America is about as disunified and broken as it has ever been. There's competition on every side of every policy and every, every governing official has their own agenda. And, and my dear friends, I have made a commitment to pray for our government today more than I've ever prayed in my life. But I want to tell you, the enemy would love to destroy our government. The enemy would love to divide a house divided against itself. And, and it's time we begin to pray. And friends, when the enemy comes in like a flood to steal, rob, and kill, you and I need to be in prayer. And, and we need to be blowing our trumpet before the Lord. Oh God, help us. And when you pray about our country, when you pray for the president that we might live a quiet and peaceable life, that means he needs to make some policy and some decisions so that becomes possible. When you blow the trumpet and you know that the enemy is standing against what you're blowing the trumpet for, just remember what I just gave you for a believer's life and for church life is also good for national governmental life. Blow the trumpet and say, oh God, come and help us. And uh, uh, the Lord, if we're, if we're praying corporately, he will hear us about blowing the trumpet uh, in America and he will manifest himself and, and he will hear the trumpet and he'll save us from our enemy. 